Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Andy Potter. Hey there. And Steve Zack. Hi. Today, Andy, Steve, and I uh, will be discussing the latest episode of Ruby of Chapter 3 of Volume 5, Unforeseen Complications. Um... You know, I don't know about that title, but they, they tried. Okay, so let's we'll get into we'll get into this episode. The title doesn't matter. Um, we'll be talking. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a title. Whatever. Who cares about titles? So yeah, we're well, we talk about Ruby every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at overlyanimated.com or subs- and subscribe to us on either YouTube or uh, iTunes. iTunes by searching Overly Animated uh, Ruby um, to not miss any of our Ruby recaps going forward. We recap the uh, episodes. Um, the weekend of the first release, so you got got to get your uh, Ruby reactions fill in. Uh, we're 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 the go to resource for that, so um, make sure you check us out. Oh yeah, overlyanimated.com. Um, yeah, we're also the only ones that podcast that podcast the episodes after they come out. We're not a week behind like some other podcasts. Yeah, that's what Steve's told me. So <laughs> we're trying to emphasize that more. <laughs> that we're, I we're, won't make- I won't mention the name, but you know who I'm talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, <laughs> the only probably the only other Ruby pod. Yes, I don't know. Um, but yeah, well, we're yeah, so we're talking unforeseen circumstances, spoilers for this episode and all of the previous uh, ones, um, three, three into volume five here. So uh, let's uh, get into things. Andy, uh, what are your initial thoughts on unforeseen circum complications? Not circumstances, but either one's bad. Anyway, uh, I think. Well, first off, I'm not horribly angry after watching this episode so that's an improvement um i this episode's okay it's fine there was um some actual progression in the plot but it seems i'm kind of upset because it seems like we're not gonna get a ruby reunion in the next couple episodes no definitely not no way no (laughs) yeah which is what i kind of thought like last episode that's what i was thinking and now it's like no way are we getting it till like it seems like the reunion is going to happen at haven like when the attack happens like they gave us a deadline that's when all the all the team are going to be there and that's when it's going to be and i'm kind of like so the season finale is going to be when they get together um other than that it was okay we got some backstory into ozpin that we kind of already knew and we got more white fang stuff but we didn't really get into any more gray morality like we did last episode unfortunately yeah. Uh, pre- previously on the podcast, in case you missed it last week, we were really upset about the Adam scene. So uh, that's 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 the context uh, for this. Yeah, that that's the context. Yeah, I don't think it's set in stone that we're reuniting at Haven instead of uh, with Raven's um, clan. I still think that's in play, but either way, it's gonna it's gonna take several episodes. I think I think either's in play, but that's what I that's what personally I think is gonna happen. That's, that's all. Not not a bad bet. Um, but yeah, I think the, the takeaway in terms of the Ruby reunion is the yeah, it, it's not soon. We slowed things down here yeah. yeah okay um steve what do you think of this episode i i agree with andy's okay episode we got some plot progression but nothing really earth shattering happened um i did admit though i was a little scared for a moment though when that bandit mentioned uh um weiss being out of the loop about winter i thought for a moment like oh no don't tell me she's gonna tell her that winter died or something i i was like scared for a moment there but other than that, nothing earth shattering. Um, we found out some stuff about Osbin, and I do got a theory regarding that, which okay, we'll get to, to that Osbin. Okay, 
Yeah, well, sort of Aspen and Salem. Okay, but, Steve's been yeah. talking up this theory, so we'll see when we get when we get to that yeah. part. Um, yeah, I, the, you're not the only one I've seen say that uh, they're worried Winter would be dead uh, when, during that scene. Yeah. Well, at the very least, even if she wasn't, maybe those bandits would just be mean enough just to say that, just to get whites upset. Yeah. Um. They're, yeah. They're they're laughing like you don't know, and it's just like, oh, Winter left. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If Winter was dead, this would be a very different podcast. Yeah, yeah well, let's kill Winter off off screen. I, I, they're at least they didn't do that. Okay, good. But, well, yeah. If if they announced she was dead off screen, I'd probably be that people would think she's dead, but she's alive. I don't. Yeah, we so. probably might have done that. Yeah. So you you guys both think the episode's um okay, but not too exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best way to put it. Like, there was no fight. There's no crazy stuff happening. But I mean, it was solid, I guess, which is pretty impressive for Ruby sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think compared to last week, last week, um, uh, ups and downs. Um, this week is very steady. There's nothing terrible happening. Here's my hot take. I much prefer last week's type of episode to this week to this week's episode. Um, this week to me is just super boring and I'm very unexcited at almost everything happening here. I would, I really would prefer to be outraged or, or like praising the show rather than just coming on here and saying, yeah, it was fine. Like, you know, just nothing happened here. I mean, there's, we, we got some, like, uh, we got the Ozpin confirmation. There's a big plot thing in that, uh, we got the Ozpin confirmation that we'd been waiting on for a while, but you know, that's what we'd assumed. Um, the menagerie stuff's incredibly boring to me. Uh, you know, so I don't, and why said we met, we met, uh, the spring maiden. Great. So, uh, it, you know, just, I, I, I like episodes that, um, like, give me, give me the, stupid Adam scene last week if it means I get the incredible uh, uh, Weiss fighting scene like that's so much better than anything that happened in this episode to me um, yeah like I just I just I just don't understand why the show moves so slowly that it needs episodes like this one um, like this is like this is the a, a big demonstration of the show's just glacial pace and um, it's just it's still shocking every it continue like we've been doing it for two seasons now, but it's still shocking that they're moving so slowly through the plot. And, you know, it's like, look, it's not bad. Um, nothing they did here was terrible. I mean, it was um, there's some mediocre writing. There was some pretty OK writing. It was. But, you know, overall, I just like the main thing is it's just it's just unexciting to me. I I think the biggest thing is that. The, the impression I got was that the first two episodes, they raced through some stuff to get us to this point. And now I think we're going to get the really normal Ruby pace for the rest of the season. That's what I was giving the impression of, that it's going to be glacial like this for a long time. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, one thing I did think, though, Sun was kind of an idiot in this episode. <laughs> one movie did. Yeah. I got like real smart son because I really don't think that really smart thing he did. But <laughs> oh, son was an idiot this episode as opposed to literally every single other time yeah. son has been yeah, on but screen. I, like I said though, how do you respond? Her response to some to dissent is to say shut up and attack. I'm mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on your side. Responses who are swinging, who like who are neutral, who don't can't, who are like undecided. That's really gonna swim to your side, son. Yeah, what was I don't I don't know what that scene was going for. Like, I guess Son was just being stupid, but um, yeah. What I, what's the purpose of him sneaking sneaking around her? And then yeah, I don't get it. I think it was supposed to show that Son, because I think the last time he saw Ilya, she hurt Blake. Yeah, yeah, I got I, I got that. Sure, 
Yeah, it's it, yeah. It was it was a long time ago, and I yeah yeah. yeah Giro was recapping um, like volume four to us in his speech, and I was like, I don't remember that. I guess yeah. thanks for your recap, yeah. Gira. But I it was Ilya you're talking about with the scroll, right? Like that's what happened. Um, but yeah, that's so yeah. Let's start on let's start on Blake with Menagerie since we're already talking about it. Um, I I am just so done with with Menagerie. <laughs> I don't care about this White Fang drama. Oh no. Like this, this scene was just really bad. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like there was nothing specifically awful. I just was uninterested in it. Mm-hmm. it. Well, no, there was some awful stuff in that. Like again, Blake is not in control of this plot in any way. It's yeah, just huh. gear and uh, yeah, songs. yeah. We're about. It's like okay, Blake. Here, here's your speech. It's it's time. And then nope, <laughs> just uh, the Ilya interrupts yeah. with nonsense before we can actually hear Blake talk. Yeah, you let her retort. I wanted to see Blake's response, but Sun got in the way. Yeah, so, it would have been more interesting if it was like some kind of audit, oral, oral debate going on. That's what, I, that's what I was saying. That's better. That's more smart, yeah. more logical. How to try to get these funnuses on your side, try to sway them. It's to have a debate, not start a fight. Yeah, I think it's a great point from Steve. I think it wasn't our intention here to like speak to like to convince the people of Menagerie to uh, not side with the White Fang and to side with the with uh, the Belladonnas and just not just generally not not the terrorist group right like isn't that isn't that what we're trying for here so why are we trying to attack Ilya? like why just just, this this, it seems it seems really dumb and the episode didn't even address it like it ended before before the scene ended and we didn't go back to it it yeah it just seemed really pointless all of it yeah so what the the most interesting thing to me about this blake plotline came not in the spine it came in um in actually i think this is one of the most interesting pieces of writing that uh miles and carrie have done on the show in a while um we get a time frame reference in the blake scene where um they say uh i think Giran is in his exposition speech says uh two two months from now um classes will start in uh haven and that's when the attack we think yes. the attack will happen and then later in the uh you know in the haven scene with uh team ranger um they uh they said that uh one month from now classes will happen um there's like a or there's something about a full moon and you know so uh my impression is that they're intentionally telling us that we have desynced timelines here um and that the stuff that is happening uh the stuff that is happening with ruby in uh in haven is in the future compared to uh the, the where yeah. we are with Blake's timeline i'm you can <sighs> I'm really frustrated with this because you can do some interesting stuff with like with this kind of timeline stuff. Like Westworld is like the perfect example of a show where you have timelines that are just out of sync and it's just really interesting what you can do with that. But this show, it's just like I don't know. I don't really care because we're still gonna be a menagerie for the next few episodes and we're gonna see all this plot that we don't care about. It's not actually pushing forward the plot, it's just a plot device to make it so that Blake has time to get to menagerie, it feels like. Or not menagerie, um Haven. Yeah. Um Steve, what what did you think of of the these desync timelines? Oh. Yeah, I didn't realize till you just told me that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure I'm right, but I that was definitely uh, the impression I got from the episode. That's what I got as well. I, I think probably that's probably a better way to do it instead of just having like a whole bunch of episodes, maybe they'll be just on Blake and Blake before we get to anybody else. So you kinda keep keep our interest more keep our interest more easily than if we if we just have an episode by episode of this plot line without getting to other plots i would be bored out of my mind yeah so 
I'm thankful. I think I think but- this leaves open two distinct possibilities. One is uh, it it would let us focus way more on on Blake than on Ruby. Um, so it's like, why are we spending so much time with Blake? Isn't it? oh, because we're we're catching up. So that's that's one option. The other option is that we could resolve Blake's conflict in a few episodes, and then Blake could randomly show up in Haven. Uh, like that in, in Mistral, like that is, um, that's something like she could just teleport there because that were a month ahead. So she spent the month traveling. We don't have to show that she can just show up here. Like, so I'm really excited by that possibility because the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, hurdle from the team Ruby reunion was that Blake is not on the same continent as the others. But since she's only not on the same continent a month before now, um, she could be in the present, uh, in the same continent and we just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could just knock on the door like like Oscar did. She's like, I'm here. Yeah, and and I'd be like, that would be a great decision. Please do that. Like, yeah. just have her show up. Like, just resolve like resolve this uh, menagerie conflict, and then the next scene have her surprise show up at uh, at that house in in. Mistral. Or do we even need to solve menagerie conflict in menagerie? Couldn't they just all? all I ass- the- yeah, I assume it'll fall into it'll spill into yeah. Mistral. Like, just get us to the yeah. boiling point there and uh, the resolve whatever nonsense you've been doing for two seasons in yeah. menagerie, and uh, and then just end it, and then immediately have Blake show up there. That'd be very satisfying, I think. Yeah, it would be. I I just want yes, just put Ruby Ruby together. That's all anybody wants at this point. There's some people that. Uh... <laughs> The, the, it's not that they don't want that. There are some people that like the Ranger stuff that's happening, and you know, but it's because they like John way too much. Yeah, well, John at least John hasn't had that much to. He, there's a John moment in well, this episode, so we'll talk about that. Yeah, but, I, well, yeah, yeah uh, but uh, I think I think the big the bigger thing though is that we've been speculating like is what is happening relative to what like I think Delaney and I talked about this last season with all these with the Ruby sep team Ruby separation like. How is any of this? How ha- is this happening at the same time? Or some of us in the past or present? And so, like, I like that they addressed it here. That 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 uh, that really satisfied me. Like, uh, we we had a specific narrative use. Uh, we we referenced a future event, and we said how many yeah. months we are before that. Um, so this, I think, this leaves the door. Even if it didn't necessarily do anything in this episode that like benefited anything, I think this is a, a really good step forward with actually um, letting the audience know uh, what what we're doing yeah. with all of these plot lines. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this opens the door for Weiss and Yang to be on separate timelines too, yes. which I'm not sure if I'm excited about that, but they could be. Yes, definitely. Um, like a, a, as it is, based on what we've been seeing in the present, um, Yang and Weiss should be on a collision course immediately. So I think this actually leaves open the possibility that uh, we're not gonna have them meet, even though it oh looks like God. they would. If, if like Yang is ahead of our pace or behind it, then maybe they wouldn't actually meet when we thought they would. Like maybe that's because the big thing with like, oh, and you think that they'll meet in Mistral and not in the bandit tribe well how what what you you need to like we need to resolve what's happening with yang because yang is going to raven not to mistral so one way to fix that if our end game is to meet mistral is to have um that been in the past further in the past and yeah. then um, she's already resolved whatever with raven and she's on her way um, or it could just be like two timelines like yang and ruby are in the same time we're seeing and weiss and blake are in another yeah. so that they never hit each other so so you think you know blake's gonna meet up with Yang first before she meets with the others, or you think you want to save that for last? Uh, I think it's going to be freezer burn and freezer burn and um, Blake and Ruby meet first, yeah. and then the other layers. Ladybug, yeah, yeah freezer burn. And Lady Lady, that's that's what you. that's what we're on track for is the freezer burn and ladybug combinations uh, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it'd be better to really save that, build that up a little bit for that reunion yeah. because they have 
a lot of stuff to resolve. They have some catching up to do. Steve, Steve wants that Bumblebee reunion. That's what Steve's hoping for. Yeah, I want it to be big. I want it to mean like um, be bigger, be like a grand scale anticipation, grand emotional moments. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. But we we can hope for bigger and gayer, but it's not going to happen. Not happening. Come on, it's just not okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah i don't know Ilya. Ilya in this uh blake timeline and uh has her all speech um you know uh, we we knew that i guess blake's dad had been in charge of the white fang right um i i didn't necessarily connect that he was like literally the supreme leader like uh like uh sienna. like sienna was but yeah i guess so and um i don't know i didn't i didn't take anything away at the end it didn't it seemed like the people as of that scene were more on the side of kira than Ilya, which was not what i was expecting I wasn't I, expecting that either, but Sun might have messed that up. I have to wonder though, Elia, she, she she knew Adam was planning to overthrow Sienna, but did she know about the murder plot? Did she know that was he's going to take it that far? Because I don't think Adam is going to spill that with anybody. Really, I thought he'd just keep that to himself until he did the deed. That's a good point. I was I was um upset at Ilya after learning that she had known about uh the the Sienna uh t- takeover by Adam. Um but it's possible that her info was just that she- he'll like stage a coup and like imprison her or something and that you know like it's possible that Adam is like making it seem uh less evil to his followers than uh, than it actually is or something, I, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ilya and, uh, I, I'd love to see, get more into her character and see more of her, but I was not, not, not feeling her in this episode. Uh, she didn't do really anything interesting to me here. But I do want to see Ilya Yang fight, maybe, like, save, like, Blake, like, Ooh. from her, like, have a fight right there, like, you know, like, I, I going to say, like, a love triangle fight or something? <laughs> yeah, fight, fight over, yeah, Alia and Yang fight over Blake, yeah. Again, it's deep, yeah. not happening, but... <laughs> <laughs> these are all great ideas, yeah, that, but they're not happening. These are good fanfics, like, let's write these, but these are <laughs> not happening in the show. Also... Can I say? Well, 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 you could use them for Chibi, though. At least, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. sure. Ruby oh. Chibi, let's do that. Okay, yeah. 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 But can I say that I think that Adam is even more stupid than I thought he was because they just announced to the world the battle plan two months ahead of before it was going to happen, and they're still going to do it, right? Yeah. Like, like imagine, imagine like somebody came onto the news and and a superpower came on the news and said we're going to be attacking some place in two months exactly we know this for a fact this is gonna happen and nobody does anything like well, that's essentially what's happening in the well, world maybe right maybe like what they had did like in legend of core maybe they're just gonna do it maybe a little earlier than that unless but i don't think they're smart enough to do yeah, that they could but. speed up the attack um yeah no it's a good point from andy because we see reporters um like uh yeah. on gira's speech and gira blew up adam's spot here like uh you know, first of all, Adam should not be announcing his coup plans in like a company wide email. Like that that's no, like, no. like is Ilya really high up enough that she should be having this information? I assume not. Um, you know, don't don't Adam's CCing too many people on just the just arrogant. <laughs> just arrogant. I, I, Adam see yeah, just CCing the entire uh, large company on the uh, oh, I'm gonna murder yeah. our leader and then attack uh, a major uh, country. Like no, bad bad move. Um, but uh, yeah, it, they, like this, this is being should in theory being publicly reported now that Adam will be attacking um, Mistral. The problem yeah. is uh, Andy that the CC lines are down. 
Um, so I, I don't know if anyone outside of Menagerie has access to that broadcast. I guess, but I mean, it's still like we have two months. I feel like some news would percolate out. You that would think, way. you would think so, especially because um, uh, Gira says he's sending his uh, messenger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, sh- like, they should know. Were- it is also possible. Uh, one other thing that came to mind is like that humans just uh, are look down on the the faunuses so much they just won't care about like faunus news or any information coming from them. I thought there were some reporters in there that looked human, but again, some of the faunuses are really yeah. Subtle. I thought they it looked was- human too, but I think they probably just have subtle animal characteristics. Yeah, yeah. So I I think I hope the show addresses that. Yeah, like I, this is the biggest result of Gear's speech was that he just announced Adam's plans. How will Adam slash uh, Mistral respond? The problem is that the leader of uh, uh, Haven is not does not care about this Adam attack because and that makes sense. It makes sense that Haven itself isn't doing anything, but there should be other. You think Mistral has other government officials? That I, yeah. yeah. I have to wonder how how does you say Adam's dumb. I wonder how Salem feels about this because I'm her. I'm a little pissed off about how how dumb Adam is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we got last episode that Adam and Salem are not you know necessarily on the same page all the time. Um, and that no. uh, Salem yeah. may be trying to rein Adam in. But I, I do. I I think that it's possible. This seems more like like a season nine <laughs> plot. Um, oh my god! I'm not 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 joking. Um, but uh, that, that Salem just gets fed up with Adam and is like, uh, okay, I, this pawn is is being is too annoying and ruining too many things. Well, I'll just I'll kill him. Like that. that also, that it, seems like something that'll happen eventually. Yeah, it does. It also seems like more and more likely that Adam's going to show up in the finale of this season. Yeah, definitely. If our finale is the Haven attack, then yeah. I'm hoping yeah. maybe he'll. This will be like. Like in volume two for the other dude, like he might just meet his end, but uh, too wishful thinking. If Adam just got ate by a Nevermore, I'd just be like, it would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> just, just have him get eaten by a Nevermore. But it, but you know what they said though? Ruby like had the, the volume three volume trilogies, and this is sort of the second like trilogy volume five. They followed the 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 blueprint of volume two. Then this would be Adam's death, the end of volume five. Okay, yeah, season two did have a big, uh, a, a big finale. Um, yeah, like uh, I, I, my response was going to be, this isn't the actual finale of the season. It's the, you know, it's the two thirds mark. Um, but uh, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff happening in volume two of Ruby. Maybe, maybe we'll actually get stuff here. I do think it is in play that Adam dies at the end of the season. Like, I don't, I don't think the show has necessarily telegraphed him that much as a long term character. Like, as much as the show is in love with him doing nonsensical big plot things, we still have not characterized him beyond that. And I wonder if the reason is because we know he's a short term character. And that'd be fine. I think, I think if you listen to like, there's one song they haven't played in the show except for which is Armed and Ready, which very, if you listen to the actual lyrics, it sounds a lot like Yang fighting Adam, if you actually listen to the lyrics. It sounds like Yang getting pissed at Adam, which I'm not sure I want that, like that fight again. I don't really necessarily want them in the same room ever again, but that could be what we're leading to at this finale. Yeah, I mean, I mean if Adam's dying, it should be by, in, with, by Yang's hand, yeah. Or Blake Sand, I and probably Blake Sand, but I, both of them. I'm I, I'm just I'm just being hesitant because I'm worried that she will lose again, and I'm like, please don't do. You're worried this about again, you're worried please. about the other arm. <laughs> That's what yeah yeah yes yes so, yeah that, yeah no I I'm trying to think like could they do that? No, they're probably not doing that. <laughs> Adam has Adam will have like some stupid edgelord comment about evening her out or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I would happen. I agree. <laughs> okay, okay. So this is uh, that's that's what I got for the Blake stuff. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see next time Adam's on screen. I think probably not for a little bit. 
Um, but, uh, okay. We haven't talked about potentially the, the, the most buzzed about, uh, aspect of this episode. It's not, it's not Ozpin, uh, being inside Oscar and uh, Ozpin's immortal, um, confirmation. No, that's not it. It is the Rose Garden, uh, Ruby and Oscar ship has oh set God. sail in this episode. It, it, According it, to it, a lot of people, uh, they were, Ruby was very smiley at Oscar and giggly. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just take that more of like, a little cute little like little brother so cute that's what i got but oh you we would obviously prefer prefer that steve but but they're like the same age and they're kind of the same height so i can see why people get record, that yeah, like, ruby 16 oscar 14 at the moment yeah oh i thought oscar's a little older than that yeah he's, he's okay. 14 yeah okay yeah. Um yeah. that that being said, the show heavily based on Avatar, uh Katara two years older than Aang. So just just yeah. keep that in mind. That that worries me, that parallel. Um but uh, you know, not that Oscar's not important enough to have an Aang parallel, obviously, like he's this new character. Um also there's the whole thing with that he's actually Ozpin dating Ruby, which would be so Yeah, creepy. so the two sides I've yeah. seen. Like I've seen the opinion this episode is um hinting at the future Rose Garden ship, and I've seen that it is evidence against it. And the four side is that Ruby was just very smiley at him and uh seemed very happy with him. And uh, there's no reason for her to be for someone she just met. Um, and the uh, the anti side is that um, if this show had any sort of social awareness, um, Ozpin being inside Oscar would not would very much deter this because that's like a big power dynamic imbalance. Um, yeah, Ruby, this isn't you know Ruby's former ha- headmaster is half of this person. She that cannot I, be I her romantic I, partner. I get the idea though. Eventually, what they said that eventually, as Oscar grows up, that their personality, Oscar and Ospin is sure going to merge like a fusion. Like they're just going to become a whole different like personality as they grow older. So, so Ospin and Oscar probably would not exist. It'd be like, uh, like Ruby and Sapphire becomes Garnet thing. Right. This is, that was my question. I I did that. I don't think I didn't get that in terms of like what the dialogue was being said, but the implication that Ospin was this way with every one of his reincarnations, like we see Ospin, the character that was in volumes one, two, and three as just one person. And, um, it's, it's, it's not clear to me whether we just were not seeing this other side of him that he actually had two voices in his head or it's what Steve is saying and they actually would merge eventually. And this is just a temporary thing until, uh, Oz, like the Ozpin and Oscar reconcile. Steve, what did the episode, uh, uh, present that made you think that it was this merge theory? Oh, that's kind of what Ozpin said. Like he said, like when his young data, he like, he kind of says that of Ospin, that this is my latest, like, body. Mm-hmm. And so the impression I got, though, that Ospin, he kind of, like, was this, was, like, was a different person when he was a little kid to what he was later on. And the thing I got, though, from Ospin in Salem, I don't know about you guys, am I going to get a, um, a Vatu Rava type of yeah. connection yeah. there? Yeah, that's definitely something I'm feeling. Oh, and I and can I get to my? This could be perfect time okay, to mention pre- my little. Present your theory, Steve. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, the fact that Ospin that Ospin like has all these different incarnations, I really believe that probably Salem is the same way. She has like a whole bunch of different incarnations as well, and and the impression I'm getting here is that Salem's 
plan, her big plan is she is molding Cinder to be her next host body. And mm. it's going to be like, I don't know if you guys saw like the original, like Full Metal Alchemist anime, the main villain. She started out as this old lady and she had this young apprentice. And then eventually um, she, the old lady kind of died and the villain went into the apprentice's body. So I got an impression, though, at some day, not now, probably like volume nine, like you say, Dylan, <laughs> um, that, you know, Salem is going to go inside Cinder, like take over, her, become her host body. And this, but only it'd be a little different here. It'd probably be more darker. The Cinder that we know, for all intents and purposes, she'd be dead. She'd be gone forever, pretty much. And Salem would be inside Cinder's body. And kind of, I guess, in a way, Cinder would be like the new main villain again. Okay. that Okay. You were promising a good theory, Steve, and I think you delivered. I think this is a great theory. So um, yeah, Steve says that uh, we're doing an uh, FMA with um, with uh, Salem eventually. Uh, her next reincarnation is uh, Cinder. And that might make sense why she seems to be grooming Cinder so much. And she's trying to get yeah. her all these power-ups. She's trying to get her like the full main Yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's just a selfish thing that she wants it for yeah. herself. Yeah. Yeah. It it's a very it's a very anime trope. I I think a lot of shows have done that. Like, sorry to bring up an even worse show. I think Naruto did that during a couple of its seasons. <laughs> you take that back, an even worse show. You take that. Don't, uh, actually, don't take it back. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's I, so my impression. The, this theory hinges on if Salem also reincarnates. Um, my impression from this episode was that Salem does not reincarnate. Uh, only Ozpin does. Ozpin says that it is punishment uh, by the gods that he reincarnates because he did not defeat Salem uh, originally thousands of years ago. So um, in, to me, this implies that um, he received a spe- he is specifically reincarnating and Salem is, you know, why, why would Salem have that same thing happen to her? Because she didn't, you know, it's, 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 uh, she, she's just the ultimate evil. And he was like, my impression is less Ravavatu. I've definitely thought before that, the, that they were Ravavatu. I think Delaney and I have talked about this. Like, um, the, none of the Osbin stuff here is a shocker. Like we've, we've talked, uh, we've been talking for like a year about, um, is, uh, is Osbin reincarnating into Oscar even before that was confirmed. Like that was one of our big theories was that, um, Osbin's just reincarnating into Oscar and um it's it's uh it, it makes sense with um with what we presented and at first we thought that okay Osbin's the this ultimate source of good Salem's this ultimate source of bad um but what I get from this episode is that since he's just reincarnating every time he presents himself as like a normal person that was in a position to stop Salem and didn't and is now just reincarnating to, to until until he stops Salem whereas Salem's the ultimate evil like I think it's in play that Salem's ultimate evil and is just herself and Osbin's not he's just um in a reincarnation loop until this curse is 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 worn off so if uh, i tell you though if that is just salem just one body all this time well she looks good for her age i gotta get that <laughs> yeah but at the same time she's not she, the, the evidence against uh your theory is that she doesn't she doesn't look like a normal human so um i like ask uh like ospin has looked like normal humans in the past and um you know maybe salem like uh she, maybe she reincarnates into Grim, and like, uh, like, wh- the, like, she. Why does she look like a Grim if she's just doing the same reincarnation it, thing? It could be less a curse and more that she's. It, it, the difference is she's doing it. She wants to be reincarnated. She's taking over bodies, and Ozpin's just cursed and just happens automatically. Like yeah. she has to 
seek out a body. Okay, yeah, I, okay, I like that too, because um, I definitely don't think Salem's reincarnating. I don't think the show's given us any indication of that. But she still could um, physically move mm-hmm. into a new body. Like, I think that is yeah. that is in play, yeah. given that she's thousands of years old. Yeah, it could be that it could just be like her, like she doesn't age, she's immortal, but her post bodies, they have mm-hmm. to follow the rules of aging and stuff. I've seen that on other stuff, not just anime. I've seen a lot, a lot of work of fiction. Like you have these demons and devils, like they they look for new host bodies, like every like hundreds of years or so. Yeah, I I, I yeah. think that's in play. I really do like the uh, Salem into Cinder theory because um, it, exp- it 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 gives meaning to Cinder's Everything. existence and um, Salem's. Like like why are they both uh, these main? Vi- why was Cinder our main villain at first? Why is she taking on these powers? Why is Salem so interested in her? Why is Salem not doing anything and just sitting in her castle? Um, it, it's all explained if event she's just waiting to eventually take over Cinder's body and like that's the final the final boss. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Salem could just be like in a weak period. Maybe she's ready to transfer to a new body and she's yeah. not that strong right now. Yeah, I, I could say this. Sh- I could see the show doing this. I'll give this like a fifty fifty. But probably, but probably not. In the near future, probably just probably a few volumes from now. In, a, in a, a normal show, this would be in a season, but that means uh, yeah. at least three seasons from now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fifty fifty is pretty good for a theory that's like really far off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. know, I mean, I the thing about it far off in, with Ruby is this is something Salem. Like we have no explanation for Salem. So like, what even is a far off theory? <laughs> like you know, <laughs> it's, it's we just anything could be true. <laughs> So uh, yeah, could, and then we get a world be of Ruby's grandmother, right? You know, <laughs> Ruby could be descended from say Ruby. Also, Ruby could be anything at this point either. So that also, who knows, but who knows what's going to happen with Team Ruby or Ruby? Yeah, we'll talk. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that that great theory, Steve. Um, any just and without getting into the the Salem stuff, yeah, definitely uh, definitely a big thing that um Ozpin is um he's been reincarnating for thousands of years. Immortal question mark Ozpin confirmed and um. Yeah, the big change for me was that this Oscar situation seems like status quo and not a new thing. Um, that's the way the episode presented it. So, like, when Ozpin was in his former body, was he also, yeah, like I mentioned, was he also two souls in one body or does it merge into one soul or is like, is there another explanation? I, I was under the impression that they merge and that, that Ozpin is like, cause he said, I've been a bunch of men, specifically men, by the way. I've been a bunch of men. And um, might, yeah, I think that implies that he's might have might have been short for like human, like uh, but probably I don't know. But it's uh, th- I think that's pretty screwed up if he merges with an existing person, con- human consciousness. It is. Yeah, it is. That's like ki- that's but like that's killing what, a person. But that's it why. Is. So if if the so Austin, the good guy, does something so messed up, I'm thinking Salem does something ju- more messed up. Okay, he has yeah. to up the ante. Yeah, if yeah, that's that's a good that's good evidence too. Yeah, if if Aspen really is doing this, uh, you know, the, the, this thing in like killing off a person's consciousness to merge with them. But, but by the way, he probably doesn't have a choice in the matter. It's it seems like he might just die if he had the choice. But he it seems that he's like it's a curse, so he keeps it keeps reincarnating. Um, it's like, it might be out of his control, but if, if that is the actual process and they are merging, then yeah, I think Salem would, (laughs) but we'd have to have Salem do something worse. Yeah. Back to the lead story though. You guys sidetracked (laughs) me because we were talking about the OTP of all OTPs, uh, Ruby and Oscar. (laughs) Worst, worst pairing. So like I said, one hand, Ruby Smiley, other hand, her, her thousands of year old former teacher. So there's a power imbalance in, uh, Ruby dating. 
um, potentially dating Oscar. Like, that's not good. Yes, we see that he can go into Ozpin mode or Oscar mode here. So maybe um, when they're together, he's only in Oscar mode. Um, another thing is if Steve said and they do merge, would that help the situation? Would that eliminate this power imbalance if he becomes... Oh, that would make it so It would make worse. it worse, right? Because then it's always Ozpin. Like it's not yeah. exactly like he says he retains his memories. He says Os- uh, he says Oscar will eventually um, remember his Osbin's muscle memory. So um, like it seems like Osbin maintains at least a large uh, part of himself. Um, and it's it is possible, yeah. by the way, that we're talking about like Oscar's consciousness being killed off. It is possible. It's probably more likely that they would merge consciousnesses. Like Oscar Oscar would still be largely present. Um, it's just hard to and it's hard to like wrap your head around that still being the same person. I think. Um, yeah, it's like it, it's like Oscar versus how many other other people Ospin's been. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the like Avatar Os- comparison is like it's like um, you know uh, Ospin's Rava, and then um, Oscar is like Roku, like you know. But it's if Rava actually was like the front seat driver. Yeah, and I guess I guess the the Avatar state is, um, but I guess that's what Oscar was doing in the in this in this episode, yeah. um, like giving the the reincarnating thing control. Um, yeah, so it, the fact that Oscar, yeah, if, if they do merge to a larger extent and Osbin's always there, I don't really see how the show can present that in a, in a, and at all not screwed up way. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, were you guys, obviously we're, we hate this shit. So, um, <laughs> but were you, did you, were you feeling the vibes or could you just tell like, oh, people will be shipping this? Or was it more of no. that? I, I saw it, Dylan. I totally saw the smile and I'm like, Either Carrie and Miles are pointing us towards it, or other, and, but definitely other people in the fandom are be like, yes, I, it's I, happening. I, I didn't notice maybe because I was just thinking of other stuff like more important things. Oh, what could oh, be my, more yeah, important? Like Weiss, too. like Weiss. What's going on with Weiss? Yeah, we've even talked and, about Weiss. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and also like you know, get the white fine stuff too, I guess. But and and this is probably also when I came up with that little theory in my head about. Salem and Cinder. Yeah, so, so Steve focused on more important things in that scene, but um, <laughs> the fandom is not, and uh, we're we're very on to. I will say the big counter evidence for me um, is Ruby is not the only one being smiley about um, Oscar. Um, Nora is equally as smiley, and even goes further and calls him like a cute boy. So, uh, no, but Nora's also like eighteen, a- right? Yep. Nor is even older than Ruby. Yeah, so he could. Yeah, so they. I guess it's more of just a aw type thing with her, which it should be with Ruby too. It should be with that. But I thought Nora definitely seemed to think of Oscar cute like a like a puppy dog or a right. baby. Or, and I think that's yeah. what Ruby's doing too. Like, yeah. what are we talking? Why is this? Why are you just instantly interpreting Ruby's re- reaction as differently? People like uh, it's 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 like it's a all the this cute kid. Like that's what she's doing. Come on, come on. <laughs> I, hope. I don't think the show's real. I I don't know. It's it's tough because this is the type of thing that they would do, but it a hundred percent is something they would do. And then we still like we were still worried about her and Jod. So now we have two people to watch out for right. for her being paired with. Yeah, it's it's like both. Of, it's these things are so far down on what we would want with Ruby. Like number one. Like have Ruby have a girlfriend specifically wise. Number two, have Ruby be asexual and just not have uh, just just be her continue to be herself and not be interested in in uh, sex yeah. or potentially also aromantic. And then number a thousand is uh, put Ruby with uh, with John or Oscar. Like why? Is- which one's worse? Which one's worse? Uh, Oscar? No, no, John. I think John's worse. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. At least, at least they are both cute. Like, at least there's that. Like, it's just yeah. John, well, John, Oscar no, had, I'm just so so. Well, Oscar <laughs> has clean slate, though. He's kind of a newer character. Oscar's so. fine. Oscar's a perfectly nice kid. I, I'm just saying. I just want to say. I'm saying he's sort of he kind of like clean slate. He's a clean exactly. He's a clean yeah. slate. He's just. Like, <laughs> I agree, Steve. John is so much worse. That's why I'm at least uh, an iota of okay with the Rose Garden because it means we're not doing. I don't even Lancaster is that their ship name? Um, it's not even okay. So that's the only reason why. But anyway, I think I think it, it is possible this new Aspen stuff does mean we're not doing the Rose Garden. I think keep let's 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 see let's see what what we do next because I, I it's so creepy that Aspen's in there. It really is. Yeah. It's super, super creepy. Yeah. And that's like if he was just a normal old man, but he's like a thousand year old man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thousands, if not millions. Like who, who even knows, right? So, who, who knows? Yeah. I, I'm just giving a number. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm guessing maybe in the tens of thousands. Yeah. The Ruby, I've always gotten the impression from the world of remnants that the Ruby world is like, uh, they're, they're newer on the Ruby world than we are on Earth. Like, I don't know. I don't think I know if that's founded on anything, but I've always gotten that they're like more raw. Like uh, relative to, I, I get, I, I understand that opinion. I understand what you're saying. It, yeah, I can see where you get that idea. I'm not sure where I stand, and I'm not sure if I even care. But it doesn't matter. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Anyway, um, okay. So, and then uh, we say that uh, Osborn says that uh, he doesn't fully trust Lionheart based on what he said, which I'm very happy that they did because uh, it didn't really make any sense to me that we would just be like tricked by Lionheart here like there's got to be some safety valve in place and Osman was like yeah he's disobeying my order so okay good um, they didn't drop the idiot ball yeah they did I think it. this made logical sense yeah and then um, Crow's gonna go gather Huntsman and um, Osman is going to train everyone Ruby doesn't uh, have hand-to-hand combat and John has not unlocked his semblance yet so confirmed uh, John's semblance has not been in the show uh, delete, I, I'm telling you, delete your YouTube videos about John Semblance being unlocked already. Just, just I don't care if they have hundreds of thousands of I, views, just delete them. They're wrong. Just get out of here. I saw, I saw a theory that made a lot of sense and I don't like it. It's that his, cause they had a comment that we've seen John's semblance before and the theory is that he has polarity like Pira. And I'd be like, please, no, don't give him polarity. I don't, I don't really. I don't know if I care what John Semblance says. I don't, like, I don't, I don't care, but it's like, don't, it feels insulting. Like, Pira was such a great... The only, like, the only I thing I Pira. like about that is it brings Pira's uh, presence back to the show. Yeah. That, that'd be, okay, yes, that'd be cool. It just come too much power now for the males. This is supposed to be a girl power okay, show. Yeah. Steve, Steve giving the uh, synopsis of our criticisms of Ruby in one sentence. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, Steve. And look at us. I'm the looking thesis. At, and the point, though, is... um. Look at us. We're able to have three guys here host this thing because I know you, Dylan, like with your Mystic Cons, you purposely want female perspective. I feel the same way with, with Academia. But here, Ruby, it just shows you how less girls dependent is that we can do it. Right. It's less dudes. of a priority for me. To, I mean, I'd still prefer to have a female host. The Delaney and Haley are just unavailable at this time. But it was uh, it's, it's much less important than a show that's actually a female oriented show because Ruby is not anymore. Like it's just, it's yeah, just yeah. I saw I saw a funny article about how this show is like really changing Rooster Teeth's audience and I'm like, is it? It feels like it's <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like, buy that. 
Yeah, by the way, if you, it, 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 like, in case we're debating whether Ruby's like a female, like, audience intended show, um, our, I'll chime in with the statistics I have. Our Ruby podcasts are our most male uh, audience of all of our shows by far. Really? So, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I 100% believe yeah. that. So I have the stats to back this up. Like, guy, it's mostly guys watching this show by a lot. Given the other shows we cover, that's probably not too far off. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense considering we specifically cover female-oriented shows. But um, this show has female leads, and it's, it's just yeah, it's it's anyway. We we've talked about this a million times. It's yeah, it's it's not. Also, John's upgrade assemblance seems like a lot more than Ruby's hand-to-hand combat. Like that's another thing, <laughs> right? Like, why does Ruby need to learn hand-to-hand combat? She just just have her have Crescent Rose at all times and just keep a backup on hand like uh like why why is why does this matter like john semblance yeah let's make john not suck and have him be able to actually fight that's good i agree ospin but why we gotta call ruby out like who cares ruby's great ruby every every fight she has done something the same could not be said of john like at all and no they don't seem to care about ren and nor like yeah they didn't even mention ren and nor yeah they're not important anyway they had their art classes and we're done now yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah so uh andy are you enthused by the uh the prospect of ospin as oscar training ruby and john scenes coming up in the next few episodes <laughs> not really i'm kind of like i can't believe i'm saying this i kind of hope there's a time skip <laughs> i can't believe i'm saying that i just want can it just be can it just be the end of the month the next episode that's all i really want i really don't care about yeah let's training. let's yada yada through this training i agree yeah yeah like, all- just sweep by and have a kick kick butt training montage song. Yeah, I'd be fine with the yeah. montage. Yeah, put a song yeah, put a good song behind it. Um but let's not spend uh this let's not have this be this uh this this plot's storyline for um the, the focus for multiple episodes. I'd be fine with it if like Yang, Weiss, and Blake somehow get in the training situation and then we're just like training montage all of them and then we're oh, okay that would be cool yeah if we cut between multiple storylines um but but, like, but what's, yeah with yeah and stuff yeah like well that. i don't know if they'll get along to train but yeah, yeah. but you know what i mean something like yeah. that but what they're actually going to do is have training be exclusively what we see out of mistral for three episodes and it will have cute moments between uh ruby and oscar while they're uh they're training and the actual training part of the training will focus on John. Yeah, exactly. It'll be Ruby fl- flirting with Oscar. Os- yeah, Oscar, and then uh, John uh, doing all the the fighting stuff. That's that's what'll happen. Yeah. Well, the bright stuff. If we do like our heroes, just do nothing but training. It probably give more time to give storylines for the villain side. That probably get most of the plot going. Yeah, which is more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably prefer to see Salem stuff at this point over ranger team ranger stuff i know not everyone agrees a lot of people like the ranger dynamic but um i think that i do think they have a good dynamic but we need to do interesting things with them in order for it to be successful this and you know i'm judging before we've seen it maybe this training will be great but this seems like uh not what i've been looking not what i'm looking for from volume five also the ranger dynamic kind of just pushes ruby's personality to the background and i don't like that i agree with that like they're they're a great dynamic. It's great if it wasn't Ruby. If Ruby wasn't one of their one of the characters, the, the reason that we like the Ranger dynamic is because they've been they, is because they've been successful in propelling John Ren and Nora to the forefront more than they were originally in the show. Um, and that's that's good. But Ruby is our main character, and um, she is not even the most important presence on Team Ranger. Um, no. and I think you know just a lot of people just don't care about Ruby, which is stupid. She hasn't been the main character for a couple of seasons, it seems like. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think you'd still probably call her the main character because like the show doesn't focus on anyone else specifically that much. Um, like she still did have like in the finale last season, she still is the main presence, not okay. John. Um, but a lot of the times they lose track of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got to yeah. talk about uh, uh, Weiss, uh, the Weiss stuff, which is the least interesting part. But the the most the the, the biggest thing in, with Weiss is uh, meeting our spring maiden Vernal or Vernal. <laughs> um. It's spelled, it's spelled like Vernal, but the the guard calls her Vernal. Um, I think so. this is this is like they this is the most obvious name for a spring maiden ever, and it's like you couldn't think of something more clever than Vernal. Like, really, this is the best you could come up with. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, it's uh, they're just it's uh, what was she fall? What was the fall maiden? <laughs> she is uh, is a, Amber? Amber, yeah, okay, that's better. Yeah. Amber colors and fall. That's a better name. Um, that's a better name, but Vertal, like as in the equinox, it's like, yeah, we Cop- get it. Spring, I wonder which summer is going to be called because summer is a common name. Yeah, you could just call her summer. Yeah, I mean, we already have uh, winter, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I'd be fine with the real reveal that winter is actually the winter maiden, like, I'd be a hundred percent okay with that. Yeah, and I got, yeah. I don't have to wonder though. This spring, um, what history does she have with this new new family? Like, did they screw her over at one point? Because it seems he really resents that family. It seems like the Schnees have messed with everybody in the world. Like and, anybody, anybody could say that they the Schnees messed with them. And knowing Weiss's dad, I I find it very easy to believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I didn't necessarily get the impression that, uh, Vernal was mad at the Schneeze specifically, um, from this. I think that she's just like, okay, we'll sell you off. This did confirm that Vernal is, um, okay, so first of all, we don't, un- this isn't confirmed that she's the Spring Maiden yet. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it's an interesting character design, and we know the Spring Maiden's in that tribe. Um, so probably this is the Spring Maiden, but it's not like the episode has said that yet. And um, it, 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 if she is, this confirmed that she is not like a prisoner of uh, Raven. She is just a, also a leader of the, the the Raven tribe, which is something we'd yeah. we'd been speculating. But I do think that's interesting. But I yeah, I don't think it would be in Raven's character just to have like someone be a prisoner against their will. I what does she have to gain for that? I so so that's not really a surprise to me. I always suspected. I always thought yeah, the Spring Maiden is she with that tribe. She's part of the tribe. She's not like some um, prisoner or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do think it makes sense with what we've been presented. Uh, what, what did we think of her? What are our first impressions of uh, Vernal? I liked her design, and I liked how smug she was. I like. I don't like that she had Weiss's sword, but I think that it was done. I think the animation of her like waving Weiss's sword in front of her was actually pretty well done. Like the idea of it, what it was getting across, just how. She was kind of lording over Weiss. And, um, but I mean, I, we, I don't think we've seen enough of her to really say that she's great or whatever, but she was interesting. I'm intrigued by intrigued. her. Intrigued. Are you intrigued, Steve? I'm a little bit a little intrigued. Um, she definitely has what well, I thought, given the opening, we saw her in the opening, has spunk. She has yeah. a lot of moxie. Spunk. Expect- <laughs> I'm trying the best here not to swear, okay? But, <laughs> but yeah, she's got. Uh, Moxie, and she's not going to be easy to get her get her to come with us. We might actually have to take her prisoner to get her to come with us. Yeah, yeah, she seems very um, integrated into the Bronwyn tribe. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think yeah, I think she's definitely a cool character to introduce. Um, she's just 
she seems mostly generic so far, but um, I hope that there's some interesting depth to her. Um, I also 100% think that the show is going to make her the gay character um, because they've been promising that and um, they're going to reinforce stereotypes by like having their only the only gay person on the show, um, you know, be, be Vernal. So uh, I think everyone's kind of anticipating that. Um, it's we're kind of it's like it's torn because uh, it'd be cool if she was if she liked girls. But, um, you know. This is uh, somewhat of a problematic depiction to have this be the only gay person in your show. Yeah. I wonder, though, is Salem planning to kill her like did Amber? Like, it seems like that, yeah. She's a dead person walking if things go by this pattern, which would be a shame so far. Right. Was Amber dead or was she just, um, was she in the machine? I don't even remember. No, she, Amber's dead. Amber's dead because that's why Cinder is made okay. now. yeah oh yeah you need to kill them to get take the power that's yeah. right um yeah if if cinder if salem succeeding in getting cinder this next power if that's true which i don't think we've again confirmed yet that we want cinder to take on all the powers um but i definitely think that we're doing an avatar thing with cinder um then she would need to kill uh vernal which i do think will happen because it's too early to have salem fail yeah, so, yeah, so that's our gay character. She's about to die. Oh, so Steve's point is, and we're fridging her. So that's, that's, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah, uh, good point, Steve. This is probably a character that's dying this season or next season, and not the person you want to make the gay character is the one who's dying. So, uh, oh boy. I'd also like to say that I think this is like the first scene that's dominantly like two women talking in this entire yes, season. I believe it is the first. And I was like, I had that thought. I'm like, oh, wow, the season's passing the Bechdel test. But then it was mostly about um, Weiss's death. Weiss, yeah. 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 So not really. I mean, it's kind of, it was kind of a pass in the beginning of that scene. I, it was, I really enjoyed um, uh, Vernal taunting Weiss. And um, I think that they would be good friends in other circumstances is my, is my take. So if they really want a good money, a good, a good, okay, a good like payday, they should instead of Weiss, you probably get more for Whitley probably because he's the favorite. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Jocks will pay more for Whitley than Weiss. I, yeah, a hundred. Yeah, it, it seems like Weiss. But as we see at the end of the episode, it seems like Weiss is breaking out before any of that can happen. She's still even despite being what like handcuffed and stuff. She summons her mini knight. Um, and oh, that knight was so adorable. And gets a uh, giant grin on her face. Um, yeah, to, to end the episode. So yay, Weiss breaking out. Yeah, <laughs> I, that, I I was reading something, and I because I guess I forgot this about Weiss. She can summon things that she's defeated. Yes. Like I thought she just summoned knights, but I remember that she summoned like a Borgrim. So she could theoretically summon these lancers we fought last episode, yes. which could be why she fought them last episode. Okay, yeah, like, I mean she just had to fight them off too. But yeah, she does get uh yeah the the as from what we've were aware of, Weiss can only summon things she's killed and um. She, yes, maybe she has that in mind with killing the Lancer Grimm. Then the knight is is she defeated that in the white trailer. Um so that's why she always brings it up and she summoned the Borgrim, yeah. So uh we we should keep that in mind. Maybe we'll see the Lancers again, which I think would be cool because I I really like them. I think though the white escape's gonna be timed with Yang arrives there. They're gonna so. miss each other. They're totally gonna just walk past each other. Yeah. Oh man, Angie. You're <laughs> making me depressed. <laughs> Yeah. But that makes the most logical sense in a storyline like like why he's trying to escape, but it kinda of, it kinda of goes south just a bit and that's when 
Yang shows up to at least get a helping hand to the escape. But I think I think probably we're doing what as much as we're pes- I'm pessimistic. I think probably we're doing what Steve is saying. Um, but again, have to consider that these timelines are not in sync. So it's possible that they're, they're not th- even in the same time here. I this actually gives me more. I think this gives more credence that they aren't synced because it doesn't really make sense to me story wise why you'd have Weiss escape and then run into Yang. I think it would make more sense for Yang to show up and see Raven as captured Weiss. But I don't know. Maybe there's something planned. Um, I, I think other other media's definitely done the run into someone while they're escaping thing. Um, it's it's I don't know. It moves things along. It puts uh, it reunites. And one thing that the show doesn't apparently want to do is have any sort of emotional moments between our four leads. And one way to do that, like oh, Weiss and Yang reunite, they'll hug each other and stuff. No, not if they're in the heat of battle. So they can just fight. They'll just yeah. fight next yeah. to each so other. I, th- yeah. I think that would be appealing t- for some reason to to the show's writers is to, <laughs> and, uh, to have them reunite fighting. Yeah. In a way, though, that's so something you see a lot of male characters do in, in media. Yeah. Though that's <laughs> yeah, it's a very male thing. Yeah, that's like, uh, yeah. yeah, come on, come on, join, join the yeah, join the fight. Yeah, so I think I think they could definitely do that. <laughs> so yeah, well, Weiss breaking out hopefully next episode, and um, I don't know, maybe she'll meet. I, I yeah, interested to see who's the first person she like meets um, when she breaks out. Is it Vernal? Is it Raven? Is it Yang? I think all are in play here. I think she could, like, my envisionment of what could happen in this breakout is that she overhears some important conversation and then runs into Yang. Yeah, that could happen, too. She could overhear something about the Spring Maiden there. Um, that yeah. makes sense. So, Because uh, we, the audience, don't know that she's the Spring Maiden yet. Right. So we do need to learn that. Although, and yeah. to be fair, there's no reason why she would. Like, I don't think there's been a hint. The show has hinted at that. It's just we assume. Because she's because her name's Vernal. <laughs> her name's Vernal. Even before that, though, in the credits, we saw she's in the credits, yeah. and she has an important-looking design. And she's specifically facing off against Cinder in the opening credits, right, too. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so um, there's there's a lot of promising things going in the next episode. Like this episode was too slow, but um, maybe it was just a break. And next episode, we'll have you know it is in play. Weiss running into Yang. That's that could happen next episode. I don't think it. Probably I don't think next, it will, but it could. We'll probably have a break next week. Do you? Right, right. We're, also, we're also oh, on no. World of Remnant Watch, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Oh about that. We, won't, we won't know until Friday, but um, yeah. it's so frustrating. I just want to know now. Can't they just tell us now whether yeah. it's going to be World of Remnant yeah, or not? I think they don't know now, but yeah, they just. I think they just work in these last minute and then decide. Which is not. They shouldn't do that, but whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, Andy, Steve, any other thoughts from this episode that we didn't talk about? Uh, not, not really. Uh, I'm just can't wait to hopefully see Weiss break out and let's see her do some more fighting. Let's see what she's learned from winter. Um, if those, uh, shorts are canon, I don't know if they are, but, and I, I hopefully though we get to, we, we get maybe find out maybe that they're wrong. Maybe, like, maybe I wonder though if, if Crow, it might be our character. We might, him and Winter might somehow, somehow, maybe not to expect to be part of Crow's little little hunter crew. Maybe not mm. that he's planning it, but maybe just by some coincidence, by some circumstances, that happens, and she, and he is stuck with her or something. Yeah, yeah, we we. Uh, I'm interested to see how that uh, Crow recruiting Huntsman plotline will, if that if that will be a background thing or whether we'll actually see that, and that'll be important. Um, that I'm not sure about. Yeah. Um. Uh, Andy, final thoughts here. 
I you you brought up something I was thinking about. Sorry about Crow being being another main plot line, another man leading a plot line. That's that's yeah. great. Uh, but um, on a less less that note, uh, Mercury and Emerald supposedly are showing up this season at some point, and it feels like it's going to happen sooner rather than later at this point with how things are going. Right. It feels like they're going to run into the band that we're going to run into them at the bandit camp in some some manner and so that could be the next big fight we see and i don't know i'm ready for a big i'm ready for a cool fight i'm 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 ready i'm ready for a cool fight between huntsmen and huntresses essentially Uh, i've never had that in a while no i find we're doing the opening unless maybe she went she went very fast in the opening but we see mercury in the opening but i don't see emerald though unless she's like really really fast Scene, I, I, I don't think she was in the opening, but I'm just assuming because whenever we see Mercury, Emerald's usually with him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this, uh, yeah. I forgot about that last episode. Uh, we were get we announced that we're getting the band back together. Cinder's g- gonna get the two of them, and we're gonna go to <laughs> the band. Yeah, we're gonna go to uh, the the bandit camp. So I hope that I do I do hope that happens soon. It did seem like that had to wait for something else to happen. Um, like they're go- are they oh, are they God. going with Watts and Watts needed to repair Tyrion's tail first. <laughs> Um, Tyrion's tail. Yeah. Oh my so, god! I'm ready for Robo Tail season eight. Let's see it. Like it's no, Robo Tail's happening soon. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, you think that's this season? Um, could be. I don't think I don't know if we're gonna have a big fight scene with Tyrion again so soon. But uh, you know, maybe off screen. Maybe just uh, we briefly see it. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, I'm interested to see the sequence of the Sal- Team Salem events as well. Yeah. Um. So there, yeah. there's a lot of interesting possibilities at play. Um. As much as this episode was, you know, maybe underwhelming and moving the plot along as much as the previous two. Uh, I still think there is hope for, you know, cause it's not just that the first two episodes were faster paced that, uh, you know, that made us more hopeful that the season would be better. It was that, uh, they're faster paced and we'd seen in interviews that they're saying, we know we didn't do it right last season. We will make it faster paced. So, um, like they've said that maybe. And so I assume they will. So it's hopefully this is just a blip on the radar, and and even as such, it's still a fine episode. It's whatever. Yeah, no Adam in it. So no Adam. That's <laughs> any episode without Adam is good in our books. There you go. Like immediately, like a check mark yeah. on the list of what makes a good Ruby episode. Yeah, and, no and Adam. It should be no. We got still got an hour discussion out of this somehow. Did not expect that, but. <laughs> I did not expect that either. Me neither. I thought this would be like a quick podcast here. Too many theories from like- Steve. Too many theories. <laughs> well, that's a, I have a pretty good theory, though, that whole Salem's yeah. Cinder. That might be the highlight. Yeah, that was it's a very good theory. So um, we'll see. We'll see if that comes to pass. But can't wait to discuss that in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Join us at the Discord to weigh in on that uh, that theory from Steve at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. You can also comment OverlyAnimated.com or comment on YouTube um uh, whether you agree with steve's theory uh i was gonna say that my uh the thing i'm looking forward to most next episode is our rose garden moments of course of course so oh, god i'm interested in them making the least interesting choices plot wise i'm ready I, th- for I think that's gonna be my new uh troll opinion is uh shipping rose garden i think i'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna try that out <laughs> didn't you you didn't even you didn't even troll ship uh lancaster i can't do, i can't i can't do that. do that one but i at least, this one is at least <laughs> I can I can try this one. Well, it'll be more funny if Delaney's on, and I start, I start randomly. 
doing that. So, <laughs> the lady definitely won't listen. Yeah, to she won't. So, so we'll, we'll try. Yeah, so we'll keep that a secret, guys. We'll try try that out with the lady yeah, next week. Okay. Definitely. So yeah, find yeah find us find us overlyunknownit.com. Make sure you subscribe on either iTunes or YouTube to not miss any of our future Ruby podcasts. Um, yeah, definitely join the discussion at Discord. Um, find a link at overlyunknownit.com or comment anywhere you're listening. If you're listening on YouTube, uh, please thumbs uh, thumbs up. Give us a su- subscribe. Um, yeah, it's, t- it's typical YouTube nonsense. But um, yeah, people, a lot of Ruby fans on YouTube. Ruby's very Ruby video is very popular there. Um, and uh, we, uh, yeah, overlyanimated.com and consider supporting us at uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our page on the podcast. It's Andy, a.k.a. Buzz Lightyear. Has that, I don't know if that's happened. The page on the podcast has been a person on the podcast. Um, so that's oh, i think it almost happened where i was hosting and i yeah, was that's not and that's not a and thanks guys for patron executive producers john and steve alex also and andy but um double <laughs> andy yeah. and steve and so yeah. there you go uh yeah patreon.com slash overly animated very much appreciate any support there so upcoming podcasts at overly animated um we recently uh we're we're ha- really far into miraculous ladybug um, the new season's airing, season two of Miraculous Ladybug. Find podcast about that. Um, Delaney and I did a recap podcast of Unikitty, um, new Cartoon Network show. So if you want to check that out, and a Mysticon's coverage coming uh, oh, soon right. as well. So, um, all of that, and potentially a bunch of other stuff as well. Overlyanimated.com. So check all that there. And thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.